What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Red Zone DFS. We've got the 2022 Masters breakdown. Uh, so we're just gonna. So obviously, my article came out uh, yesterday. We're gonna take a look, a little bit. Look, I'll run through my guys. Um, we will take a look at updated ownership, and then we are just gonna have a little bit of a. Um, discussion about a few things so i'm going to go over to twitter real quick and share this a few different people it's mm-hmm. 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 like you know got some uh video from everybody out there practicing today so that was a good thing um why is this not going live to twitter there it is. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure. Uh, we are just going to send it here. Here. And here. All right, very good. So we're going to take a run through here. Just let me reload my my Fantasy National. So we are looking at a very interesting Masters, I think. Um, Obviously, Tiger Woods dominated the news. Um, He's going to be really the one, you know, that's carrying a lot of the news. But... You know, I think that, you know, we've got some really interesting stuff going on. So we're going to go right ahead, take a look at some ownership projections right now. This is about as close, I think, as we're going to be able to get um, as we run through. And it looks like, you know, as we talked about a little bit in the uh, in the pod or in the article, that it looks like Justin Thomas is going to be the one coming in uh, with the highest ownership. Right now, he's projected about 19% calculated ownership on FantasyNational.com. You can expect that to be probably 6 to 8% higher in GPPs. I think in some higher dollar single entry stuff, I think you can expect it to be maybe a little bit higher than that. Um, John Rahm, second most expensive player coming in at the second most ownership. Brooks Kepka, who's actually picked up quite a bit of steam right behind him. Will Zalatoris, who's also steamed up quite a bit this week. Um, then we've got Cameron Smith, Xander Shoffley, uh, Matt Fitzpatrick, all in the like 15 to 17% range. Shane Lowry, uh, Corey Connors, guy that I really like at 7,600. Uh, not as chalky as I think. I think he's another guy that a lot of the sharper players are on. So in larger feel or in higher dollar single entry and three max, um, I think you can anticipate that he will be a little bit more expensive. Uh, Dustin Johnson looks like he's going to be the lowest uh, lowest owned to that upper group. So here's another one. A cluster of guys that I really like this week are right here in the like 13 and a half to like 12 and a half range. And that goes from Jordan Spieth, Neiman, Siwoo Kim, Patrick Cantlay, Rory McIlroy, and Adam Scott. All very, really respectable ownerships. Um, I like what I'm seeing with Terrell Hatton at only about 11 to 12%. 
Love that Colin Morikawa is still just down there at like 9 to 12%. Uh, he's going to be somebody, you know, I've still got a few builds left to do. I like to build during the, a little bit earlier during the week off of some information, digest everything, write my article, and then kind of come back to everything by the end of the week um, just to kind of see, you know, what's going on, right? Um, some other guys, Louis Oosthuizen is another guy that, you know, I think he's going to have a pretty solid week coming in at like eight to nine percent. That's good news. Um, Thomas Peters is going to be one of the chalkier guys in that six thousand range. Um, he's coming in at about seven to eight percent ownership, and that but that's not a ton. But for somebody in the six thousands, um, that's actually quite a bit. Looks like no one really wants to hop on the Tiger Woods train, and guys. Again, I, I don't really know why you wouldn't want to play Tiger Woods. Um, I'm going to be playing quite a bit of him uh, based on his ownership number at 5 to 6%. I'm going to be pretty heavily overweight on Tiger Woods. And if he's playing, you know, I don't think that he would play if he was not going to plan on making the cut and then playing throughout the weekend. And at $8,500, the way that this man can play this particular tournament, I mean, I don't really know what else you really want. He He's won so many times here, and he plays so well here. I mean, I think it's a fantastic play. Uh, a guy that if you want to get away from a little bit of the ownership in the 6,000s, I think that I like um, is Harold Barner III. Um, if you go back and look at our metrics – and why I kind of got to Harold Varner the third. Obviously, you know, when we're down in the 6,000 6, range, there's no one really super safe. But if you want to play a few of those guys up top, he's somebody you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to make take some stabs down here. Um, but, you know, he's way down here. He's 16th in DK points scoring over the last 50 rounds in this field. Now, Going to play a little bit longer if it's a little bit wetter this week. But I think that Harold Varner is still somebody that, you know, it's a direct pivot away from Thomas Peters at the same price, which I'm going to play a little bit of Peters, but he's got better numbers, strokes gained approach. He's got better numbers, strokes gained around the greens, which both are very, very, very important at this course, right? He's got better numbers putting, just about an average putter gaining about 0.1 strokes uh, per round against the field. Thomas Peters, he's losing strokes, right? Harold Varner, his, his really his, you know, his detriment is off the tee. He doesn't hit the ball super, super far. Again, I think he can make up with that with some of his approach, his around the green. And at 6,600, with a lower ownership number that he's going to be at, I think the HV3 is, is definitely a good pick, especially – if you're playing some of the like hundred dollar, hundred fifty three max, I don't think that he's going to be a guy that's super popular in there. Now, look at sixty six hundred. There's no sure thing, right? But we just have to take some inferences of the data that we have in front of us and kind of go from there, right? So you know, we we, we could see what'll happen. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, obviously, but you know, this is these are the guys that I'm kind of banking on. Um, I did have some additional interest in Victor Hovland. Um, I think that he's being 
a little bit overlooked. Um, you know, if you look at his, where he's priced at, you know, right there in the low tens as well, not going to carry a lot of ownership. Um, Scotty Scheffler, one of the lowest owned to the higher price guys. I think everyone just doesn't really believe in, you know, his price and can't really stomach paying $200 more for Scotty Scheffler than John Rahm. And look, it's really hard to argue with that, right? I personally am not going to have any Scheffler. Um, he's going to be a fade for me. Um, another guy, I mean, if you're looking for a really interesting play, especially if it's going to be wet, okay, it's going to play a little bit longer. Bryson DeChambeau, okay, I don't know if I can personally get there, but I think it's important that we need to point it out. Um, he's going to be like less than 4% owned at 9,100. He's right, in, he's right near Will Zalatoris, who's sucking up a lot of that. You've got two guys there that are at risk. They've been dealing with some injury. Hideki Matsuyama could certainly, you know, he, he pulled out with the, with the injury. But last time Matsuyama played, I mean, look at what he's done so far this year. He's gone first at the Zozo, 13th at the Century, first at the Sony, 30th at the Farmers, 8th at the Phoenix, 39th at the Genesis, and 20th at the Arnold Palmer. Now, he's pulled out. He's been doing with some injuries. But, you know, if you're playing in some larger field GPPs, I don't know how you can get away from, like, not using this guy. Um just taking a stab, right? If you're going to throw 20 entries into the millionaire maker or something like that, him and DeShambo are guys that you really, really have to take a good hard look at. Another guy that if you're playing in some of those larger field GPPs, who's quite a bit overpriced and his ownership is reflecting it would be Taylor Gooch. Now, at $8,700, he's $200 more than Tiger Woods, which is just wild to me. But, you know... I think he rates out pretty good here. Um, you know, obviously, he he had the win at the RSM. He missed a cut at the players. Um, it's His pricing, why he got priced up so much, is, is, is pretty strange. But I think he rates out pretty well here. Um, his putting has been okay. hasn't been bad. His strokes gained off the tier about even with the field. Um, he's a guy that I think you could take a, a good shot on. Um, you know, came seven at AP at the Arnold Palmer, won the RSM, had a really good swing season in the end of 2021. Um, came 26th of the Phoenix, 20th of the Farmer. So, you know, miscut at the players. You don't like seeing that. Didn't play last week. Um, yeah, he's, he's a guy that, again, if you're playing in some of these large field GPPs, I think you just have to take a stab at, right? and kind of go from there. I like what he, like how he rates out. Um, you know, the big, the big draw for me with Gooch, you know, six in DraftKings scoring, you're going to get some of these guys at the masters to make the cut. And they're just going to just be terrible. Just like last week, I had a lineup with Ryan Palmer playing great, just went off the face of the earth in the weekend and really didn't do much for me. Right you're going to need people who are going to score in DraftKings. Guy right below him, his ownership has now picked up a little bit. But Sam Burns at 8,600, I think, you know, 
is a very fair price for him. And I, and I really have some interest in him and some of my three maxes, I'm going to be getting him in there. Um, I, he's a guy I kind of moved on to a little bit more. Um, he's, he's got a tea time later in the afternoon tomorrow. So it's supposed to be a, maybe a little wetter in the morning, but with the sub air at Augusta, I mean, really, I mean, the course will be pretty friggin' dry. It's going to be a little juicy in some spots, uh, maybe around the green, but for, for the most part, I mean, it's going to be pretty dry out there. Um, another guy that I hit that, you know, I personally, he, he's popping up in the, in the optimizers is Russell Henley. I don't know for me. I mean, I think that he might just be, you know, he's a fair price at 7,800. Um, his ownership is a little bit up there, right? If we're taking a look at where's Russell Henley, he's up in the 13 to 15% range, right? I just don't know if I if I love that. A lot of people like Matt Fitzpatrick this week. Personally, he, it's just not for me. I would rather play Corey Connors um, for a hundred bucks less. Um, the Noodle Webb Simpson, no for me. I think Justin Rose is going to have a nice week this week. Um, Patrick Reed just not getting any ownership. He's somebody I definitely I wrote up in the article. I have an outright bet on him, but like I don't know if I can explicitly get there uh, a guy that i really did like quite a bit down here at the seven thousand. seems like a lot of other people do too is bobby mack robert mcintyre the big scott the big left-hander um man it, it's kind of a bummer but he might be some of the chalk that i'll be eating um we look down here who people are playing people are playing some sep straka down in the 6600 range um jj spawn from la the winner from last week uh, basically not getting any love, you know, sub 1% ownership and, you know, really nobody else down here. Zach Johnson, yuck. Uh, I do have some interest in Higo. Um, I think he's a pretty damn good player. I know that Mayo is really, really big on him. Mayo thinks he's going to win a masters at some point during his career. He certainly could. I mean, but for the skill set that he has, Gary Kigo at 6,300. Now, three missed cuts in a row, not great. Uh, um, I'm not going to lie, you know, it's concerning, right? But it's another guy. Cameron Champ is another guy that uh, has had a good history here at the Masters. Um, I don't really care. He's a guy there's certain golfers that have to be in form in their game looking pretty good to be able to win. Cameron champ has three wins on the PGA tour and they basically all just come out of the absolute sky. Right? So if you look at Cameron champs, uh, you know, his win at the three M he went miscut, 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 miscut 11th first. And then, you know, <laughs> It's like, it's kind of the same thing. You look back, he just pops up, finds form for like a week or two, and then it's gone again, right? His other win back in 2019, he went miscut, 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 21st, 65th, 28th, win, miscut. <laughs> so, you know, his, same, his first win ever, Sanderson Farms, 2018, miscut, 25th, first, right? And then, you know, the... <laughs> the 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 tournaments leading into that were were not much better, right? So 
again, we're down here in the 6,000s. If you want to play a few of the guys and not go with a balanced build, this is definitely going to be a little bit more contrarian to play multiple of these guys. It's very risky, but if you're going to come down here, Peters is obviously a guy that I like. Varner is a guy that I like. Cameron Champ is a guy that I like. And Higo. So those are going to be my, those are my four guys that made my player pool uh, in the $4,000 or in the $6,000 range, excuse me. And I think that, you know, those guys, if you want to take some stabs down there, um, you most certainly can. Uh, I want to take a look. The one thing weather-wise um, was, was the wind. Now, the wind looks like it's going to be uh, pretty spicy this weekend. Um, I'm going to look for Augusta, Georgia. I don't know why this didn't save. So I'm using the Daniel Field Airport, which is, I think, the closest uh, closest wind finder gauge that we're going to get. So, you know, it, it actually looks like it's calmed down a little bit. Um, Friday afternoon is going to get a little gusty. Uh, nothing crazy, but we know, you know, Amen Corner, the wind swirls in there. Thursday, you know, we're looking at, you know, sustained of 15, gusts up to 23. Um, yeah, Friday afternoon, man. 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. We're looking at sustained winds of 16 miles an hour, gusts anywhere from 25 to 30 miles an hour. So, you know, again, if you want to try and uh, if you're going to take some risks with guys, wouldn't be the worst idea to get them out on the course Friday morning rather than Friday afternoon. Um, if we could take a look, Fantasy National has a nice um, little feature where now uh, if you go in there, if you're a member, they have the tee times uh, lined up on there. So if someone's playing later in the day on Thursday, that means they're going to be playing earlier in the morning on Friday. Based on what we're looking at right now, that's going to be pretty positive to miss some of the wind. And it happens that out of the – out of the um where did he go go so he go has a morning afternoon split peters and varner um are actually playing together um and they go afternoon to morning so that's that's good for that cameron champ uh is at eleven twenty nine, so he's going to be morning i mean he's going to be pretty even it's not going to be a big split for him there um, but it will be more in the afternoon on Friday. So yeah, I mean, it look, if sometimes like, I don't put a ton of stock into the weather, but if we can use that to be like some of the tiebreakers uh when we're talking about some of this stuff, um I think that that's that's a good way to use it. That's something that I like to use for a tiebreaker. Um Yeah. 
another guy that, you know, I, what what did, you know, this is not a great course for Kevin Kisner. Self admittedly, he's talked about it several times. If you if you follow, you know, his interactions with with the barstool guys, with Riggs and Trent and the four play pod. Um, Self admittedly, Kevin Kisner. You know, this is a long course, and especially if it's going to play a little bit wet, um, he just doesn't hit the ball a long way. But he's been playing pretty damn good lately. Again, just went to the finals of the match play, um, played the Valspar, um, came fourth at the Players, third at the Sony Open a little bit earlier in the year. You know, he's from the area lives in South Carolina, not far away. And what can Kevin Kisner do is he can putt the fucking lights out. He gets a hot putter, 6,800. I mean, he's a guy that I got to thinking about. Some of my bigger field stuff, I am going to throw probably about 10 to 15 lineups in, uh, in some of these larger field tournaments. Um, he's a guy that I'm going to take a shot on in some of those. Um, and really kind of see how my lineups break down in some of those. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's an interesting prospect to take a look at, um, and see how he is going to going to play. I think he's going to do pretty well. He's been, he's been playing well lately. So he's somebody that, you know, I, I would personally like to trust. Um, but you know, We'll just see. Um, I only wanted 10 lineups, not 20. Can we do that again? Just 10. That's way more than 10. I just wanted to see what our optimizer is going to spit out. Uh, update. Generate. Whoops. Update. Generate. Ah. Have to update them first. Duh, duh Jim. Okay. So, yeah, so it, it, it's definitely interesting, right? Um, the, the lineups that you get Higo in there, right? You can get three – you can get Rom and then three people from the 8,000s. That's pretty interesting, right? Um, HV3, again, he's at 6,600, gives you quite a bit of le leeway. Um, Cameron Champ, you know, here's there's some lineups that it spit out at me that are – a little bit dicey, you know, we got two guys in the tens, one guy in the eight, and then Peters and champ, you know, so you're just going to have to play around with it a little bit. Um, I think that, you know, I haven't moved off of a ton of my guys, my player pool. I've added some people to the player pool. Um, I've got about 30 golfers total in my player pool. Um, but again, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six of those guys are in the 6,000. So those aren't going to be core plays for me. Um, really, at the end of the day, my core guys that I'm going to ride or die with this week are going to be Morikawa, Rory, Spieth, uh, Oosthuizen, which is terrifying, but it is what it is, Tiger, Adam Scott, Tyrrell Hatton in the eights, Corey Connors, Justin Rose in the sevens, um, and then Cameron Young uh, at, at the low sevens or Cameron Young and Max Homa. Cameron Young, I think, is a fantastic play. Um, he does draw get that bad draw, so he's going to get some 
big wins in the in the afternoon on Friday. Um, but overall, you know, that that's kind of who I'm going with. Um, we have a really it's going to be good um, if you're in the position to be able to play some weekend lineups. Um, I think that that's always really interesting at the Masters just because your 36-hole leader, if they're not one of those big names, the pressure is just going to ratchet up so, so much that, you know, it's like a lot can happen, right? So, look, good luck, everybody. Don't want to keep this too long. Uh, we're also going to release this in podcast form as well. Um, so that way you guys can uh, get it out, and we should be able to get that out a little bit later tonight. Uh, but good luck to everybody. Uh, follow us on social media at Red Zone DFS and at JJ McIntosh. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys. Good luck. <laughs>